I'm Tony Delangel, and welcome to the Gonstead Unfiltered Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode number three of the Gonstead Unfiltered Podcast. Now, today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the edge. But before I get into this, I want to explain or put some, some things into context for you as to what even brought this episode up. Earlier this year, I participated in an event called the Modern Day Night Project. Fellas, if you... Uh, if you ever want to challenge yourself at some point, I highly suggest you try to get into the Modern Day Night Project. It is a 75-hour evolution, if you will, where physically it is tough, but mentally it will take you to your edge. It's 75 hours of very little sleep, very little food. And they just grind you into the ground for 75 hours straight. And the whole purpose of this was to get you to the point of your edge to see what you had left. Now, the story behind this is maybe the first, the first day or two. We're in Southern California in February. And just to put a little bit of context into this, you'd think that the weather would be okay at that time, it must have been a record as far as cold temperatures. The weather probably dropped into the upper 20s, low 30s. It was raining. It was even snowing. We're out there in shirt and shorts just getting the shit kicked out of us. And there was one particular evolution where I, I, I'll never forget this. We were still inside and you can hear the doors literally just banging. The wind just banging up on the doors and the doors are rattling and then you hear the rain on the roof coming in. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I, I, you, you start to have that fear. And the instructors did a great job of, of preparing you for this by saying, do you hear the wind? Do you hear the rain? Do you hear, you know what? We're having record cold temperatures in Southern California. You picked the perfect time to participate in the project. And no joke, when we got outside and the rain hit you, the wind's blowing on you, we even saw snow flurries in Southern California in, in February. And immediately we get into this pit and you have to combat crawl through this pit. And during this time, you're just dragging your body into nothing but rock, mud, glass. Hell, there's all sorts of shard, you know, just, you're just, you know, grinding through, it's about 500 yards of just, of, of combat crawling like that. And literally you could feel your skin just ripping apart while going through this process. Still to this day, this was, this was, uh, about 10 months ago now. And to this day, I still have the scars on my forearms, still have the scars on the thighs and your chest. And, you know, you just, you go through, you bleed through your shirt and you just have to push. 
You just have to push. And the weather was so cold. I remember we were out there and then we, we got out of the pit and we had to jump into like an ice cold bath. And then there, the instructors are spraying us with a hose and just you're just completely wet. It's raining. You go back into the pit. You come back out. You go into the cold tubs. Then you jump back out and you go back into the pit again. And if you just don't, if you don't work as a team, your mind is just all fluttered. It's discombobulated. There's chaos And if you focus on the big picture saying, man, I've got 75 hours of this, a lot of guys quit in that first day. I believe 44 guys signed up for it and 15 guys finished. It was absolutely brutal. But while we're going through this, I remember we started around noon on a Tuesday and it had to have been maybe three, four o'clock in the morning. And I just remember my body started to shrivel or or just uh, shake and shiver. And during this time, no matter what I did, no matter, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I did. Even if I was moving around, your body is just jackhammering. You're so cold. You're just jackhammering. Everybody's just, you know, their bodies are just jackhammering. You, you literally cannot control it. And, and during this whole process. I don't think we stopped shivering until the very last day. We had some decent weather on that Friday, but other than that, our bodies just never stopped shivering. But there was a point in there where we, we came inside after doing the pit and all that, your body's just completely wet. And there was this uncontrolled shivering that just wouldn't stop. So the medics came up to me and they, uh, they took my body temperature. My body temperature was in the low nineties. So for those of you who don't understand, 98.6 degrees is normal for a human body. If I'm, if I'm in the low 90s, if you go any lower than that, your organs can start shutting down. And so the medic at the time said, listen, if we don't get your body temperature up, we're going to have to roll you to the next class because this could be dangerous and we'll have to send you to the hospital. So for the next 15, 20 minutes, they put those uh, ninja blankets on all sorts of blankets, put me in front of a heater to try to heat my body up. I had to get it up to, I believe it was just, uh, I had to get it up to at least 95 degrees to continue on. And I think I just hit like 95 degrees. But during this time, I'm just shivering. Now, when they put all these blankets on, they put the heat on you, you're comfortable, right? You're comfortable. And during that time, one of the instructors came up behind me was like, you've been doing a good job. Everything has been, you know, you're a cool guy. You've been working hard. It's okay if we push you to the next class. It's okay. It's that, that sweet talk to try to convince you to quit. And I remember during that time, I remember thinking to myself, well, I wouldn't have to ring the bell. If you quit, you had to go in front of everybody and ring a bell three times to say you quit. And I remember saying to myself, well, I, at least I won't have to ring the bell and I can, I can roll to the next class. But deep down inside, I said, I'm not doing this shit again. No way. No way. I knew I wasn't coming back if I quit. And the next evolution after that, I had 15 minutes to decide. And then the next evolution after that was the ocean. The ocean, the Pacific Ocean in February which would have been excruciating. 15 minutes was up. And the instructor asked me, what are you going to do? And I said, let's move forward. 
with all the doubt in the world. Because during that time, my inner bitch was talking to me, saying, quit, roll to the next class, even though you won't come back to that next class. I, my pride pretty much kept me in it. And during this time, we went through. Now, long story short, we get out to the beach. It's a, probably around 5 o'clock in the morning. The sun hasn't even come up yet. And the wind is blowing at least 30 miles an hour. It was awful. And during this process... The instructor called me out and says, I think you, pointing his finger at me, I think you are going to be the one that quits this evolution because you haven't experienced cold like you ha- you're, you're about to experience right now. The crazy part was the ocean, the water, was actually f- warmer than it was outside. So it actually felt deep. We, uh, we got to a point where we wanted to stay in the water because it, it was warmer than being outside with that 30 mile an hour wind. It was absolutely awful. But we pushed through. That was the first time that I experienced the edge. The second time, this was probably on day three, maybe, I think it was day three. And it's around two, three o'clock in the morning. We're in the pit crawling again. It's raining again. And literally, your body just stops. You're shivering, but you just stop. You, you just feel like you can't crawl even one more inch. And you're just going back and forth, back and forth, 500 yards. Just getting cut up. You're freezing. No energy. At that point, like we had very little food in us, very little sleep in us. And I just remember stopping for a second and telling myself at that point, On day three, just keep moving forward. And when that happened, that was the edge. That's called the edge. We all have it. The edge is when you cannot do it with your talent anymore. You can't do it with your fitness or your genetics any longer. Your talent runs out. And you're forced to develop the discipline and skill that's needed to reach your potential. This is where you need to be, but most people never get there because they're scared to be in this position because suffering is involved. Whenever you're at your edge, you have to suffer. So we shy away from it. But the edge is your friend, especially during hard times because the edge will teach you how to break through all of that adversity. And it's also... During this time, when you start to earn credibility with yourself. With yourself. You have to learn how to talk to yourself when you're at your edge. We all have that voice. We all have the voice that's inside of us that talks to us when we're on the edge. It's that inner bitch that tries to convince us that it's okay to quit. That voice is trying to talk us out of whatever dreams we're trying to chase, whatever ambitions we have in life. It's that inner voice that always sits there and tries to convince us to quit. You have to literally overcome this voice in the middle of your suffering. This is why it's so difficult. You have to say whatever you have to say to yourself to work through the pain and suffering. But the best part of learning this is when you suffer with others at the same time, like we did at the project, you start to see how others talk to themselves when they're suffering. 
During this time at the project, we, I, I remember hearing some men growl, just growl. When they were angry, when they were beat up, sometimes if you just growl, growl, push yourself through, whatever it takes to get through, some would hit themselves in the face. I've even seen others talk to themselves about their why. Why the hell would you go through 75 hours of beating the hell out of yourself with no food or very little food, very little sleep? Because we all need to face the edge at some point in our life. We're all going to get hit with adversity. And nobody's coming to save us. That's the problem that everybody has is they're afraid of that. They're, in, they're afraid to face that adversity. But your why needs to be big enough to push through that edge. And for some people, it's their family. Their family is the reason why they're doing that. For others, it could be abandonment. Abandonment of a parent abandonment of a loved one or a spouse. And that pain, they remember the pain of a parent leaving them or, or, or a spouse leaving them, remembering what that feels like and using that pain to continue to push forward. Use that hate to continue to push forward. Whatever the reason, it needs to be big enough to help you get through your edge. So when you have doubts that come into your head, your own self-talk needs to be bigger. It needs to be stronger than your inner bitch. This is when you start to earn credibility with yourself. And the more credibility that you earn, the more confident you become on your edge. So embrace your edge because this is where habits start to change. This is where toughness comes from. And here's the thing, the edge can happen in your health, it can happen in your faith, it can happen in, in business, it can happen with your family and in relationships, it can happen in your finances, but when it happens, you better have a big enough why and just keep moving forward. You have to talk yourself out of this inner bitch. We all have that voice, and when that voice speaks to us, Our strength needs to be louder. It needs to just keep moving forward. One thing that my wife and I do uh, yearly, it's called a masogi. And so uh, same thing. Uh, it, I highly recommend it. If you guys don't know what a masogi is, a masogi in Japanese cultures, they always do something hard either at the end of the year or at the very beginning of the year. And whenever they do something hard, it prepares them so that way anything that comes their way the following year, they, it, it, it makes it easier to overcome that. So one of the things that I do with my wife is we do a masogi. We do something where we suffer together, physically and mentally, with the intention of teaching ourselves that if we can suffer together and make it through, then our marriage can make it through anything. But instead of shying away from suffering, embrace it. Face it. In your marriage, face the adversity. In your finances, in your businesses, face the adversity. In your health, face the adversity. You're dealing with cancer. You're dealing with diabetes. You're dealing with back pain. You're suffering in some capacity. Face it. Embrace it and push through it. Don't listen to that inner bitch that's going to convince you to quit. 
you need to have the discipline and the structure. And without it, you're never going to get past that edge. So what does your language sound like when the shit hits the fan? How are you talking to yourself? What does your morning routine look like? What does your evening routine look like? Are you getting your more complex, hard shit done first part of the day, or are you just kicking the can down the road? Are you being intentional with your faith, with your family? What about your finances or your fitness? Are you being intentional with your discipline and when things get tough? Everybody wants to be successful until they have to do what successful people do on a daily basis. So push your limits until you discover that you have no limits. One thing the edge will teach you if you make it through that edge at all times is you have no limits. All you have to do is keep moving forward. One thing I learned when we were out at the project, no matter how bad we were suffering, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And once you hit that goal, then you can reassess. So when you struggle in a marriage, when you struggle with your health, when you struggle with your finances or a business or anything like that, or if you struggle with just the confidence in yourself, just keep moving forward and stack those wins one after another. And eventually, you make it through. And you win in this thing that we call life. So I thank you guys for listening to this episode. Again, hopefully this reaches somebody out there who is on their edge, who thinks that they can't make it through. And if you know somebody who's living on that edge and you don't think that they're going to make it through or they can't make it through, just share this episode. Sometimes that's all it takes to help somebody get through and push them through that edge. So again, hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, I'm Dr. Tony Delangel coming to you from the Gonstead Unfiltered Podcast. And until next time, folks, we'll see you then. (laughs) 